I call the shots, I never call it quits Trust my intuition, bet it's right and bitch it often is Seen too many others come and go, they had the wrong intent Do it out of love and never for it, then I watch it get Bigger than expected, no second guess it, I let it set it It's God's plan, we out here only accepting blessings I'm stuck with it, this mindset is terminal In and out different terminals, leveling up is personal Now I already made it, y'all can miss me Hard to believe I made something from nothing No hindsight discussions I've been writing, I love it Welcome to the 3 Gig Sports Podcast Where we are never wrong Just sometimes misinformed This is Danny G Sitting alongside my man Jimmer today Rio's out He had a long day at a wrestling tournament That's part of what he does in his daily life He uh, coaches young men to... Young men and women, I suppose. I don't know if there's any girls on the team or not. But that I don't know. Young folks to uh, get good at wrestling, earn discipline and different things like that. So he's out for the night, um, so it'll be just us two. But we're going to give everybody a recap of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the fun events over the weekend. There's a lot of shit going on, so let's go ahead and kick it off. Yeah, so there was a lot of stuff that happened between Friday and today, believe it or not. So we got a lot of news. We'll start off with uh, Bryce Young was awarded the Heisman Trophy on Saturday, giving Alabama football back-to-back winners um, with Devontae Smith winning it last year, but is the first quarterback in program history to do it. That's crazy to think first quarterback there, really. They've had some real good quarterbacks, too. Absolutely. I didn't realize it's the first quarterback. All right. Uh Rounding out the voting of the top five. So he clearly won. It wasn't in the ballpark. But number two was Aiden Hutchinson. Jesus. Number three was Kenny Pickett, and the number four was C.J. Stroud. I was just... Stroud was four. Holy shit. Yeah. I was a little surprised by the Aiden Hutchinson ending up on number two. That high up, yeah. Uh, Jim Harbaugh did say right afterwards that he should be the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. So... Okay. (laughs) There's some confidence right there. Yeah. Don't, uh, don't say that too loud, man. He might sit out. You got to. You got to. <laughs> right. He's like, hold on, hold on, coach. You think that could really happen? No, you got to prove yourself over the next couple of games at least. <laughs> yeah, and then, right. And then roll out. Uh, Penn State football hires ex-Miami Hurricanes coach Manny Diaz as their next defensive coordinator, who he replaces Brent Pry, who was announced as Virginia Tech's new head coach earlier this week. Um. This coaching carousel lingers into Oregon has also hired Georgia defensive coordinator Dan Lanning, who's only 35 years old. So we're kind of in a youth movement right now, if you've been noticing the last couple of weeks. I mean, bringing up the ages, too, here. Yeah. But as their next head coach after losing Cristobal to Miami. Well, so that unties one knot, right? So Chip's not going to Oregon. Right. Right? So... We can get over that. Um, Which, uh, it wasn't going to happen anyway. I don't but. think it was going to happen. I'm no. glad that it, like we were saying, like UCLA, you, you're like right there. You're on the cusp. You don't give it, you don't throw it in now. Yeah. You know. And who's that uh, uh, Diaz, right? Yep. I think I think he was more of a defensive mind anyway, so I think that'd be a pretty good fit up there in Penn State. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, to more accurately reflect the evolution of college football's offenses and defenses, the Associated Press will increase the number of players honored on its All-American teams to include a third wide receiver and a fifth defensive back. The AP has named All-American teams since 1920, 1925 based on voting by a national media panel 
that covers college football. Uh, the 2021 team will be announced on Monday. Okay. I like it. I mean, we talk about that, right? There's so many players that are deserving of some kind of recognition. This at least deepens that pool a little bit. Yeah. I like it. I think I think they're they should have done this probably a little while back. Yeah. I mean, I think they, I think they're a little late to the game on it, honestly. 100%. But at least they're finally doing it, right? Yeah. They're starting to do these things that we've been talking about for like 10, 15 years, yeah, you that, know, slowly that, but surely. That little age movement starting to move throughout everything. Now we just need the age movement to move through baseball. Baseball yes, so we sir. can actually get some of these cats in that I that we believe should be in. 100%. Um Georgetown Names basketball court after coaching legend John Thompson Jr. The school announced uh, the naming of the court at Capital One Arena on Saturday in honor of legendary leader and former coach who died last year at the age of 78. That's cool. Yeah. I love that shit. Yeah. I, I, it isn't like I watched an ass load of college basketball or anything back then, but the few things that stick with you when you when you think about that is – I remember John Thompson walking the sidelines. Uh, seemed like he was always angry. That kind of like that guy that has like the smoke coming out of both of his ears, but so respected by every one of his players. And he had that what the towel on his shoulder all yeah, the time, always. Yep. So I thought that was cool, though. Yeah, I love it. They were his. Uh, a lot of his legendary players were there in attendance for that. Alonzo Mourning, Dikembe Mutombo, and of course Patrick Ewing, who is the current head coach right now. So. Big deal. Big deal. Uh, this this has a little bit to do with the weather. So Arizona men's basketball players and coaches had to call Ubers to get them from Indianapolis to Champaign for Saturday's matchup at Illinois after their flight was diverted Friday because of low visibility. And I don't know if you've seen some of the stuff on Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff, but there was like a surprise tornado like – I'm not saying it was there, but it was we're getting in that neck of the woods. I think it was like Tennessee or something like that is what my wife was showing me. Yeah. Just like about up out of nowhere. Yeah. Surprise for a time of year. Yeah. Man. They they don't come through right now, so that's crazy. Yep. Um prayers for everybody that went through that. I know that was pretty devastating in some spots. Yep. And uh especially right now. Like it's no matter where you are in the country, it's getting cold. You're you're dealing with that. Like what the hell? What what can you do? Totally unexpected. But on the Arizona side, like they were resourceful, right? They did yeah. what they had to do. They got there. So I think they ended up getting that dub too. I didn't see the score of that. I, one, th- so I thought sure. that I think they did. We were watch- me and my son were watching it, and okay, I I didn't really see the see the final plays of it, but I'm pretty sure I thought Arizona finished that off. That'd be huge, hell yeah. Um, and huge, <laughs> and a, one hell of a. I don't know what the mileage is in between that. Do you know what the mileage is in between Champaign, Illinois, and? Indianapolis, yeah. So you're probably looking at four hours in that range. Is it that far between Champaign? Yeah, Illinois, I think so. I think three, four hours, I bet. And Indianapolis. Is two, uh, just under two hours. Under two, yeah, it's, like a, it. it's almost a stra- it's almost a straight shot there. Okay, but still two hours. That's one hell. I don't know what the fees are, but that's one hell of a bill that they just footed for that. Damn, yeah. Uh, hopefully they hooked him up with a fat tip too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see what else we got here. This one just won't go away. 
Uh, Urban Meyer still in Jaguars plans despite building tension, according to their owner, Shad Khan. <clears throat> and that said tension, rumors are, are that he got into it with Marvin Jones about the receivers or something like that, but then also told his assistant coaches that they were losers, that he was a winner, he's used to winning. And just so we're clear, who got into it with them? Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer did. Yep. Yeah. And we've already heard a little bit when I told you about the Trevor Lawrence and that about. So I listened to the press conference after today's loss. Tennessee. Is that who it was? 17-0? Yeah. 20 yep. nothing. Yep. Yeah, 20 nothing. Yep. Uh, and he said uh, he denies all that. He's like, that isn't any way, shape, or form how any of that went. He's like, me and Marvin Jones had a a grown-up discussion because he was talking to me about what he had been seeing um, in the media and stuff like that. And we had a very productive conversation about it. And he's like, even Marvin Jones is scoffing at this right now. So I don't know how true it is, but it's seeming uh, either either that or somebody in that organization or people in that organization don't want him because this stuff keeps coming out. Keeps coming out. Yeah, it just does. Yeah, does at a certain happen. point, like, shut the fuck up, Urban. Like, this is happening, dude. You've yeah. had dysfunction since before the season started. Yep. Marvin Jones is a professional. He's yeah. the best receiver that you have on that team. So if you have any type of confrontation with that man, like, that's that's a problem. And you don't play your running back in the right moments or enough. Oh, he did, right? t- he did touch on that, by the way. Did he? Because they asked him about the Trevor Lawrence thing, too, because all this kind of ties together in a way. And he said, I leave that up to my position coaches. I didn't realize that he was out for so many plays that something will address if that was the case. But I'm like, how do you not notice no. when your best players are on the field? No. That's a horrible that, excuse, right? Yeah, 100%. That, that's almost maybe even worse as bad as Mike McCarthy and the clock management timeouts. Yeah. Is that not, oh, I didn't know or it's I worse. couldn't see? I guess I don't know. No, hold on. When you say you can't see, like, yeah, I'm saying it's it's definitely on the same level. Yeah, right. 100%. Yep. And then Mike Zimmer doing the double timeout when you're not allowed to do that. Shit like that. That's that's stuff that gets you fired. Yep. That means you're not doing your job. You don't know how to do your job. Something isn't right. How do you not notice that your best players aren't on the field? Yeah, exactly. Like, you look at the legit coaches in the league, um, like take McVay, for example, right? He knows who's out there every single play. He knows what's happening. He's trying to figure out how to adjust things going forward, what's working, what isn't, mm-hmm. what almost works that you can try again later. Yep. You know everything. And for a guy like Urban Meyer, dude, great. You were an amazing college coach. Um, you're very good at developing athletes into stars and things like that. But coaching in college is so different than the NFL. So you, in my opinion... You come in, I don't care how good you were in college, you come into the NFL humble, bro. You don't come in like, I'm a winner, you guys are losers. That's, dude, you're, you're the coach how, of this team. This how, is all on you. How do you not get punched in the mouth? 100%. Like, hold on, you're, excuse me? Yeah, these aren't college kids where they fucking have to do everything you say. These are grown right, men. Yeah, these are, exactly, and that's where, but that, you know, the, one of the next things that made me think is like, this is how you acted with young men. This is literally how you treated them, too. Because you don't just get that just from going to the NFL. I would assume not. A 99.9% chance that you've been the same way then as you are now. The 0.1%, maybe you think you have to be dealing with paid men. Maybe you feel like you have to assert your dominance a little bit 
differently. Maybe, but I'm still going to say, so it made me think, I'm like, you've been doing that to these cats throughout uh, your college football career too. Right. Like, how did Aaron Hernandez not end your life if you talked to him like that when you coached him? Yeah. Because you because you had Tim Tebow to help calm her down or what? I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I don't I don't know. I can't I, see a world where he's the coach next year. Um, especially things are only gonna get worse as you keep losing and they're mm-hmm. going to keep losing. And they won't. you early in the season you could at least see and this is something you brought up on a few different podcasts here, you can see even if a team's not doing good, you can see if the players are playing for you, right? Yep. And you saw that early. They competed with Arizona. They they won at least one game that we didn't expect, or they got pretty close mm-hmm. in a few, right? Yep. That's not happening anymore. They're not even competitive. They're, and it's not because they don't have talent. They've got talent, man. They've got good receivers. I think They've they got do, yep. a decent quarterback. I, I knock him just for the Hall of Fame piece, but he's a good young quarterback. Right. Um, obviously, Robinson's a stud. Like, they've got pieces. They do. And for them to now, as <clears throat> we hear more and more, become less competitive – they're they're giving up, man. They they are not bought in anymore. So that's one thing I've been trying to pre and you and you did get, uh, give me some credit on that. But one of the other things I was get, trying to tag into both you and Rio's minds was they have pieces on defense too. They don't have everything. I'm not saying they're anywhere close to that, but they have good young pieces almost at every level. They may have one piece here, one piece there. But that's how it starts, and then everyone else playing their heart out. And when you have players showing i mean you should be losing because you don't quite have enough talent but you're getting every bit of effort from these guys because they want to see you succeed they believe in what you're doing and they believe in the plan going forward yeah i don't think i'm with you i don't think that these guys are following them i mean i didn't get to watch this game so i i shouldn't i shouldn't attest too much to it they did the defense, by the looks of it and sounds of it, battled today. I mean, 20 points is not a lot I right? mean, against the Tennessee team. So that's not a lot. But at the end of the day, there's also a division opponent. You'd think you'd be able to throw up something. or, But either way, I still don't think. And Tennessee is also, I think, still this week the most injured team in the entire league, too. Yeah. You know? Shad, but Shad Khan is, he wants to win. I will give him that. I believe he wants to win as an owner. I really do believe that. But he is also about money and making money. That's the reason why he does has no problem with the Jaguars going overseas and playing in London every single year. Yeah. They get coinage off of that. Yep. He and some extra exposure and stuff like that. But I don't know if they're gonna fire him. Because then he'd have to pay him. He would have they would have to find something for him to get out of that. Because he like I said, he's not just like I said earlier in the previous one. He's not just the head coach. He's Bill Belichick-esque, like what he has control over. He's also like the GM and all that. Yes. So it'd be really Which is hard. A fucking problem. Yes, that is. Yeah. There's very few people you give that power to. In fact, we can actually scoff a little bit at up until this year. I'll give you a little bit of pat on the back here. <clears throat> but we can literally have that same conversation where Bill Belichick might have not had that, shouldn't have had that power either. Because if you look back, all of his draft picks, he's he, what he had none. Le- he had none on the roster besides like one in the last like six years. Yeah, he doesn't prioritize the draft though. That's well, not, well, he doesn't draft free agency. He, yeah, that's but what he worries about he does. He wasn't really getting them either because he doesn't like to spend money. Right. That's he fair. just did it this last year. They made a huge deal on every sporting network 
about how much money they uh, doled out this year because they don't do that. Yeah. So. Yeah, you're right. I okay. So I'm gonna give you two options. You got to tell me who you would pick as your head coach. Okay. Matt Nagy. <laughs> Shut or up. Urban Meyer. Oh, okay. I thought you were gonna. Oh my God. Uh, I'd have to go Matt Nagy because I think his players love him more than. I think he has like one player that doesn't like him. That's Allen Robinson. Yeah. I'd have to go Matt Nagy. Uh, when stuff was kind of clicking, granted it was basically defense, uh, the team played well and they made the playoffs, right? So I'd still have to go Matt Nagy. I don't think he talks down to players like that either and coaching staff. So, But that is a really shitty situation you'd be putting yourself in if those are your only two options. Yeah. Let's make that clear. Yeah, and I think for how much I bag on Nagy, because I, I think he's a terrible coach, yep. um, he – does seem to have respect for them from the players for the most and, part right right or at least not like this not like this and now sure. urban meyer is a terrible coach and the players don't respect him obviously right so i think you're getting hit at both ends so i think i'd go naggy there but I evidently mean, he's an angry bird like yeah like urban meyer evidently he's an angry person because every time he's left a situation it's because of his health well your well, your health especially a guy that looks like he's pretty fit is contingent about how you how you react to stuff too and like how you your everyday life is. If you're pissed off all the time, like you eat a loss somewhere and it just ruins your month or whatever the situation is. It's like so you had the Florida one, then Ohio State. I don't know. I wouldn't want I wouldn't want Urban Meyer. The only thing I'd want Urban Meyer for is about three years, four years at the University of Iowa yep. for a shot. Yep, and that's it. And then after college. four years, if it doesn't end college, and yep. if it didn't, and if it didn't work, after those four years, you're gone because you're just yep. gonna help it crumble. And I mean, Ryan Ryan Day's worked out great, obviously. But yeah, college is a different ballgame. He uh, he needs to go. I could see a situation where he doesn't get fired, Maybe. but just to save face, he leaves the organization. Could see that. Or maybe they do you think they'd have the conversation with him like, hey, we need you to do one or the other. We'll let you do one or the other. We'll let you choose either GM or head coach. One way or another, you're only doing one. We'll get a different GM or you can be the GM and you can pick a head coach. Yeah. Like, okay. I, I can see, see I like can see something kind of like that maybe. Yeah. And that would also be like the team's way of saving face too, you know? Yeah. But maybe he does. Maybe he just steps away, too. But I don't know. He would have to sit out a year because I think all the prominent jobs are basically done, right? Right. So, in college. Right. Exactly. And I think we just alluded to I don't think anyone in the NFL is going to give him another shot. So, God. Now, um, if they're smart. The Broncos today started the game with only 10 players on offense uh, in remembrance of Demarius Thomas. They had number 88 shown up on the Jumbotron also. Yeah, that was cool as hell. Yeah. And the the defense, they everybody stood up on that play. They they didn't run a play. They just stood there. I think they got a delay a game maybe. Um everybody just stood up. The defense respected it. They're like, "Cool, we're not doing anything. We'll just sit back." And then it was huge deal of respect. It was awesome. Yep. Yeah. I always love uh I love stories like that not from why they're a story, obviously, because I wouldn't want these Two men, to, uh, I wish they were still here, but when they did that for Sean Taylor in Washington, that was a huge deal for me. I liked, I love watching Sean Taylor play football. I think he's one of the best safeties of all time, and you're not going to yeah. be able to ever 
see that because he didn't have enough years in the league. The years he did have, you just watch the highlight reel, and it would look like he's been he had, that he had been in the league for ten years. Yeah, um, he was whenever, so fun to watch. He man. was. Yeah. He do everything. You know what I'm saying? He, uh, you weren't gonna throw his way for one of two reasons: either he's gonna pick you off, or he's gonna kill the receiver hitting him. Uh, get after the passer. I mean, he just did everything. I I loved watching him, but that's exactly what this reminded me of. And I loved Demarius Thomas too. And it was awesome to see. It was really cool. By the way, uh, <clears throat> quick update: Bears are up ten nothing on the Packers. Ooh, do you know who got touchdown? So, um, I think it said Grant. Who yeah. the hell is that? Ryan Grant? Uh, Jakeem Grant. Oh, Jakeem Grant, wide receiver? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that from our guy, Ohio uh, State? That is from Mr. Justin Fields. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, well, we have plenty of NFL. We'll do this one real quick. Uh, the Trailblazers told the 76ers they will not move their star point guard, Damian Lillard, in any basically in any way, shape, or form. So... And any version of a Simmons deal that Lillard is not a part of that conversation. Yeah, it's just really weird. Like, I get you don't want Simmons, um, but you won't even sign him to a two-year contract. So you're trying to say you're committed, but you're not committed. Like, you're kind of... I wonder if they're... Because they're still going to wait on a GM. I don't know if they want to sign someone and... So is that good bargaining? I understand which way you're going to go as a fan, and I would probably do the same thing, sign Lillard because he's a special talent and he's a damn good player. But do you do that in good faith against the next GM? Because what if the next GM has a different game plan? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not mm. saying they wouldn't let him play out his contract, but they're like, hey, why don't we get wait till the last year and maybe we can get some trade bait off of him too because we don't want to have him until he's 36 years old or whatever it is. You know, I don't know, man. I think if you're looking at it from like an ownership perspective, you have no other reason as a fan to go watch those games other than Dame. How much? So what else are you going to do? How much luckier do you think they could get if they walked away from Dame, Damian Lillard? Right. So what I'm saying is you go from, yeah, remember the, uh, until his knees were like nothing. They had Brandon Roy. Yeah. Who was a special talent a too. Stud, a lot yeah. of people forget that. Yep. And then he had like ended up with like no cartilage in his knees and shit like that, so it put an end to it, which sucks. Um, Lamarcus Aldridge, you basically haven't missed a beat at least being a playoff team. And just before that, they had Rasheed Wallace and all those boys there for a minute too during what the early two thousands. Early, yeah. But you let Dame Lillard walk. What are the chances that you have another guy? Because C.J. McCollum isn't that guy, right? No. So, <laughs> no, you're, he's not. You're relevant because of that man. Yeah, they, and that's my point. Like, either you, you have to shit or get off the pot, right? Like, yep. you either sign him to that extension because he's at the very least going to draw in fans and make you money if, if you're thinking ownership or find a comparable talent that you can trade for or a package that you could trade for for the same reasons. Maybe it's more rebuilding, yep. but at least there's some talent to draw fans. You, you've got to do something. It doesn't make sense. I'm not – you know I'm not a Ben Simmons guy, but he is a talent, right? Yeah. Why wouldn't you try to figure something out to get him on the team to pair with Damian Lillard? Even to pair. Even if it's to get rid of, and I hate to say this because they're boys and he's been a great piece and he's part of the upcoming, the, he was the building process there, but even if it involves C.J. McCollum. McCollum. Yeah. Because let's keep it real. C.J. McCollum is not on the same the same level as Ben Simmons. He really isn't. I don't. He has a, a three-point shot. 
For, yeah, from a talent. I'm just talking about everything. Yes. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. about everything. Let's let's cut the because Ben Simmons is a defender too. He's a really he's, good defender. He's a very good defender. Yeah. He's a ten rebound a game type of guy too. Yep. He can drive and kick. Just don't count on him. And count on him to be th- a three point heavy guy, and then that's what you have Damian Lillard, and you get some other pieces. You know, maybe you get a couple other three point shooters, and you just try, you try to shoot them out of the gym. Yeah. You know, have a. I'm just saying, at least it would look like you're trying to win now too. Yeah. Like. Hey, win now and plan for the future a little bit all at the same time because Simmons isn't old by any stretch Not of the imagination. All. Yeah. What is he, 25, 26, maybe? Somewhere in there. Uh, Nets Kevin Durant fined 25000 for directing obscene language toward a Hawks fan. <laughs> uh, this man is funny. I, I like him more and more all the time. I do, too. My first thought was, well, at least you're not doing a behind a burner account. There you go. Yeah, at least, yeah. at least it was you actually voicing it. So, I don't know what he said, uh, but I, I did see that he went for 51 tonight. I don't know if that's the first 50 point game of the season or not, but he went against 51 over who the hell did they beat? I don't know if you saw that or not. Uh, no, I saw he dropped 51, but I didn't see who they were playing. Okay. Um, I did see also the uh, during that Hawks game. He uh, pushed around. Oh, God damn it! What's his name? The star on the Hawks. I get his name's escaping oh, me. Oh, Trey Young. Yeah, he, yeah. he was pushing around <laughs> Trey Young a little bit, and that sh- Trey was getting pissed. It was it was hilarious though. I do like uh, I do like Pistons. Is that who it was? Okay. That's who they played. Yeah, that's okay. who we draft fifty one on. Oh, then everybody scores on them. Yeah, exactly. But that being said, uh, that. That Trey Young one, he, <laughs> that guy entertains me. He's like the villain for everybody else, especially New York. Yep. But he has made himself. I think he's made himself a home base in Atlanta, and that he's more than comfortable with. And he, all, all he cares about is that his fans love him. Yeah, you know, he doesn't care being the being the bad guy. Anything hasn't deterred him from uh, becoming a better and better player and being a badass. So. I uh, seen him come on WWE and come out. And he was getting booed. I think it was in New York too. That's so great. So. <laughs> no, I like I like Trey. It was just funny the interaction. It was uh, he pushed him. He, he was kind of I think he was just trying to get position, and he basically moved him like nothing because Trey's so little, you know. Yeah. And uh, after the game, they asked him about it because he laughed after it. Trey Young got pissed, and he was just laughing. And they're like, "What? Well, you know, got Chippy out there. What happened?" And he's like, "Man." I've known that boy since he was 10 years old. I got nothing but respect. It's all good. Like He's like, it was nothing personal. He, you know, sometimes you just got to throw your weight around, apparently, right? All right. Like, Son, you're not going to get position on me. All right. Uh, Cam Newton is to remain the Panthers' starting quarterback despite being benched for a second <laughs> time. This is Versus great. the Falcons, Matt Rule says. Yeah, that's... Uh... Homecoming's definitely over now, I would say. Yeah. Oh, now you can see why you guys cut him in the first place? Right. Gotcha. He's not he's just not he's just not a good quarterback anymore, man. That's no. just he has to come to terms with it. It's tough. Either either switch positions as in go to a tight end or maybe you're a big bodied running back. There's big bodied running backs like that. I mean you'd be at one of the biggest of all time, but Yeah. Because what is he, six six? Six I think I think it is six six. I yeah. think he's six six, so but you know what? Fine. I, you're not a quarterback anymore. No, you got no arm, buddy. Yeah, it's, you, you just don't. It's not there. Um, Tom Brady now has the most pass completions in NFL history, finishing with today 
after today's game, finishing with 7,156. He is now the NFL's all-time leader in passing yards, passing touchdowns, and completed passes. Also becomes the first quarterback in NFL history today after the game-winning walk-off touchdown in overtime. Passing Boom! Touchdown, uh, to pass for... To pass for 700 touchdowns. That's regular season and playoffs combined, I do believe. Yep. But still, 700 touchdowns. When he's when he retires in like 10 more years, he'll be what, up to? 1,000. 1,100. Oh, yeah. Somewhere in that ballpark. Well, it's what's crazy about it besides the career thing, like this season, where it was 17 for him. So it was 2,000. He was Four? 2,000. Was it 2,000? 2,000. Holy shit, so we're in his 20th, 21st season? 21st season. Okay, <clears throat> Christ. So 21st season, we'll call it that, regardless, forever. He leads the league in attempts, completions. Mm-hmm. Like, they're destroying teams with him just throwing the ball all over the place every game. And I got a knock on wood, but, I mean, he he looks great. It's, yeah. it's fucking insane. I don't get it. Yeah. I <laughs> I don't know if he ages either. I'm right. just talking about not even as a court. I'm not even talking about as a quarterback, like a, I, like in the NFL. I'm talking about as a person. I don't know if he ages. Yeah. I'm like, good lord. I don't know who the supermodel is in this. I'm starting to think it's actually Tom Brady. No, sh- no pun or no shot at Giselle, but Tom Brady's looking pretty damn hot. Yeah, dude. I'm telling you, in a non-homosexual way for me, but non-homosexual way. Tom Brady, I love you. But if I ever did, you'd be that guy. <laughs> uh, Packers have went up 14 to 10. Oh, I just saw 10-7. 14 to 10. Quick <laughs> two toddies. Man. I, don't know, I don't know what happened in that one. Interception return for a touchdown. There it is. I saw Lazard got a touchdown, and uh, now we got the pick six. So, all right. Uh, R. Douglas returns it. Pass intended for Darnell Mooney. Mr. Mooney. Uh... I do not follow soccer, but I'm going to go ahead and put it out there because it is technically a major uh, championship. New York FC beats Portland Timbers on penalty kicks um, for the MS MLS championship. The final score was 1-1, to but penalty kicks, they won 4-2. to So whatever you want to do with that type of math. Shout out New York. Nice yeah. work. Let's still, go. still world champs. or yeah. I shouldn't say world champs. Soccer's more worldwide, huh? So, MLS champs, United States. There we go. Uh, kind of a big deal here. I think we've seen it kind of coming, though, too. Pelican Zion Williamson suffers setback and foot injury rehab and looking like reports are as he will be shut down for the season. Yeah, he absolutely will. That We should have just called that a couple weeks ago. Yep. Um, it's hard. God, I don't know. Like, don't get me wrong with the issues. He's probably not supposed to move around too much. But he's only added weight while he's been injured. And so, like, bro, if anything, you got to be losing weight to try to soften the blow there. But um, I did see that Zion has officially now missed more games than he's played in his NBA career. Yeah, so I saw, building off that same stat that you're throwing out there, he's one of, like, five players to miss more than – to miss 82 or more games – in their first like few seasons in the league, um, a high majority of them are not. It's not a good list. Number one on the list with eighty-two was David Robinson. You know why he missed eighty-two games? 
He was in the Navy. He was in service. Uh, yep. The other one uh, also missed 82, I do believe, if I remember the number correctly. If not, it's still 82 or more, regardless. Greg Oden, we know how that turned out. Yep. And there's a few others like that. It's just not – I'm hoping it doesn't finish off like that because, God, is he fun to watch. But like we've alluded to many times, the dude, I'm sorry, but – you. Dude, I'm a big guy myself, but you need to cut some weight. Yeah, you can't you can't be jumping out of the gym like that and then coming down with that much weight on your on your body, feet, knees. Because knees were gonna be next, right? Yeah, you throw that much weight around up in the air, coming down hard on them. If they would just be competitive and put some pieces around him and keep some pieces, yeah, maybe there'd be some more motivation and he'd be able to get going. But I really think. As a player, when you, you let s- those, yeah, they let some pieces go. Yeah, so you know you're coming back for nothing. Yep. Now you're a professional, and you should do what you got to do to get out there. That, yep. with all that being said, it's demoralizing, and it you know lessens the likelihood that you're going to get out there. You're just like God. You're probably not doing rehab enough. You're probably like, yeah, I'll get out there when I can. There's no push. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that definitely hurts too. Just a just bad for everybody. I wonder. I really wonder if the team was better, if we'd see the same thing, or if he'd be making a push. You know, if they had a chance to make a playoff run or do something. Uh, but I think losing those pieces in the off season, I agree with you. Losing those pieces, especially the Lonzo Ball one. If you would have kept them, it would it'd be showing it'd be showing you have your core and that you believe this is your core. Maybe have a conversation with him because he's your star. Just be like, hey, this looks like we have a pretty good core and we like it. What do you think? Yeah. Are you feeling this too? Okay, yeah. Because you had him, you had Brandon Ingram, and you had Lonzo Ball. And then you had some other pieces too. You had some shooters around you and all that stuff too. Yeah. So I think that Lonzo Ball won't really hurt him because Ingram plays basically one brand of ball. Yeah. I mean, I like his growth and everything, but it's offense. Yeah, agreed. Lonzo is a key player. He's going to, I think, through the rest of his career, be more like uh, one of those glue guys that we talk about. Nope. That's really important, but doesn't have the stats necessarily. Absolutely. Uh, Navy upsets Army 17-13 to 13 in their rivalry game behind Ty Levitai's two touchdowns. Crazy. I think we all uh, were misinformed on that one, Except huh? Except for me. I you did Na- pick Navy. I took That's Navy. That's right. Okay. I don't, I don't know if my picks are doing very well that week, but I will <laughs> eat this one. I will take this one. Hell yeah. Uh, <clears throat> some other injury news. Titans, Derrick Henry in line to return for playoffs and uh, or amid his injury rehab, which it looks like, I mean, it looked like he was going to be that when this first started. Good thing is he doesn't have any setbacks, it looks like, up to this point. So all they got to do is just hang on, it looks like. <sighs> All right. And they need to get healthy in other areas, too. It isn't just that, but that is a huge load right there. That's a huge difference for even Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Because you're actually facing normal defenses when he's not on the field. Right. You know. Uh, Aaron Rodgers' toe injury is expected to last the remainder of the season. Uh, The way I understand it is he has a pin in that toe to try to prevent further fracture or more damage, more fractures, whatever. He did go see uh, another specialist in L.A. during their bye week to get a second opinion. Um, he did give massive kudos to the Wisconsin doctors that they have there. He's like, oh, we have people that come from all over the world to see this doctor. So I'm not – he's like, I'm not disputing that doctor. It's just always a good thing to just go get another one. Maybe 
or something. He's like, I don't want to miss any time this year. That isn't what it was about. Maybe there's something else they could do that I wouldn't have to lose, miss any time also. But it looks like it is what it is, is what it's coming down to. Well, just hopefully it doesn't get worse. Um, he seems to be playing through it fine. I don't know what the pain level is or anything. But I, I did see they can they cannot fully inject him with uh, numbness on that toe because it would end up, uh, what, what they say, basically so that he can plant plant and run on it right. Oh. If, you have no num- if you have numbness, you can end up screwing up a bunch of other stuff. That makes sense. So he has to deal with some, some version of pain every every game to it. So. Um, the Ravens' Lamar Jackson was diagnosed with a sprained ankle after suffering injury versus the Browns in the first half of today's game. Yeah. Browns it, are... I don't understand. The Browns are the one of the weirder teams in the league this year. Um, but he, for Lamar... I think he was looking all right in this game up until the injury. I think he was like 5 of 5 or 5 of 7 or something like that. So, I think. But... Not good. They're not in the, going in the right direction, right? No, just injuries everywhere. That defensive secondary, uh, obviously the running back situation. Now Lamar, like, Jesus. Yeah, he was 4-4, four of four, and he had two carries for five yards, too. Here's the deal. If Baltimore somehow hangs on to win that division and even makes a half-ass playoff run, Harbaugh needs to be coach of the year, right? Mm-hmm. I could, oh yeah, with all the injuries and the start of the season, uh, the Bears just scored a touchdown. Ooh, we got a shootout. We do. Damier Bird pass from Justin Fields, fifty-four yards too. Ooh. Um, yeah. You know what? I'm on board with that. I th- I believe uh, that or technically by record, Cliff Kingsbury. I know you're not a Cardinals guy, but if the record's there, it'd be pretty hard to. But I'm but I'm with you. They lost. Two running backs before the start of the season, right? Yep. And I think they ended up losing a third. <laughs> uh, they've lost. They their receivers have been in and out of the lineup. Yep. Uh, both their major ones. I can't remember if they. I think they lost their tight end Mark Andrews for a game or two. Yeah, they did early. Old yep. boy's been banged up off and on and been sick and this that and the other. Their defense is. Yeah. Already, it's being held together with tape and glue at this point. Yeah. Yep, it's I all mean, patchwork. So if, yeah, if they if they are able to limp it out, I either coach of the year or maybe the exact opposite. What if everyone in that division just falls apart? Because the Browns are the Browns; they've been banged up too badly. True. And Pittsburgh's not a threat. No. Cincinnati's the only one that I probably believe that could probably take that division yet. Maybe Browns, maybe. Yeah, I think at this point, since his peak is higher than everybody else's, right? Yeah. Um, it's just they tend to. Legs when you don't expect it. They should have yeah. beat San Francisco, right? Yeah. Um, they they came won. back for that, though. They did. They made they it did. a game, yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got. Yeah. We uh, ordered this one last night. The upset of upsets. Juliana Pena beats Ama- uh, Amanda Nunez via submission to win title in UFC 269. The biggest championship bout upset in the history of the UFC. Pena beating Amanda Nunez. That's um, gotta be right. It is. Yeah, it is. And did we, did we ever see? Did we ever see what Vegas reeled in? 
They had to have I, made bank, right? I, and I said that before the fight too, right? I'm like, if Pena happens to win, nobody bet on her, right? No. And if you did, you bet five bucks. You still run probably a couple hundred bucks or whatever. Right. But, like, nobody did. Vegas just raked this weekend on that fight. That was mm-hmm. Nunez dominated the first round and then came out flat in the second and just got pieced up yeah. and choked out. Like, yeah. oh, that I don't know what happened in that second round. But, hey, props to Pena. She said she's one of the only females that's not scared of her. Mm-hmm. She she wants to throw hands and she fucking did and she and she clearly stated it at least in that pre montage video, she's like my style conflicts with the way she fights. I know this is gonna be a problem for her. She yep. call, she was calling it out. She was confident in herself when really nobody else was. Yeah. There um, might have been people on her own yeah. team that were doubting it. You know, I yeah. Mean, but it was huge. I was shocked. We were shocked sitting there like no way this is happening. And she just pieced her up. She she beat that face. And now, to give Nunez a little bit of love, she she was flat, but she she still mangled this girl too. Like she, her, you remember seeing her left eye, right? Yeah. yeah. Like she kept hitting it too, but it's just like she was stunned from that one hit, that first hit that she took in the second round, and she just wasn't the same after that. Yeah, she was throwing fists, but they weren't. <laughs> they weren't targeted. It, it didn't seem like they were really in as control as. Pena's Pena seemed like she just yeah Nunez tends to do that in the first round she'll beat you up but then kind of let you off and make the fight go on and mm-hmm. she did that to Pena too uh, to her detriment right like yep. she, there were a couple times in that first round where she could have pounced and just beat her up but she didn't and that hurt her so yep. I'm already looking forward to the rematch because it's going to happen um who knows yeah. what will happen at that point, but it'll be a hell of a fight again. I'm I sure hope it. I hope it lights a little bit of a fire under. She's still going to be even as a champ. She's going to be the underdog to Nunez again, right? Probably. I mean, realistically, because yeah. you know how she can, you know how Nunez can fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not saying I'm not trying to take any respect away from Pena, but that wasn't her in the ring. I think we both can right. agree on that, right? Yeah. Yep. Definitely. It's it, it maybe she. God, I just can't say that, though, because the first round she was so good. In my head, I'm thinking maybe she came in because nobody's been competition for her mm-hmm. in the last, what, couple years, really? So maybe she's just kind of going with it, like whatever, and then somebody finally can. She's not ready for it. I don't know, but I, yeah, I think I would still bet on her if they fought again. But, yeah. uh, Charles Oliveira beats Dustin Poirier via submission to retain his title. Yes, sir. And this was a banger at Fun first. Uh, yeah, the first, it was probably split between the first and second, right? Yeah. Because it ended in the third. It was, probably, it was probably split. They were banging each other. Well, Poirier was banging Oliviera's face. Yeah, he like, had a lot more power. You a could tell. lot of power, and yeah. he was fighting very, very angrily. <laughs> um, But that being said, Oliviera was just sliding these these knee kicks and shots right to um, to Poirier's ribs. And I called it after the first. I was like, dude, these these shots he's taken to the ribs, if he doesn't – because it was still, what, like a minute and a half left in the first? Yeah. I was like, if he doesn't – if Poirier doesn't finish him in this round right now, I have a feeling Olivier is going to win this fight because of those. Uh, just they, they were monster gut-wrenching shots he kept taking in the gut yep. and the ribs. Lots of knees, man. Um, your buddy, your boy, your new favorite UFC fighter, O'Malley, I do believe, knocked the dude out. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he won. He has some pretty fast hands there. 
Yeah, that's he's got hands. Time, that's the first time I remember. I'm not saying I haven't watched him. It's the first time I remember watching him. Yeah. And I was impressed with how fast he was. I am the. I'll be the first one to agree with you though. If this goes to the mat, he's going to get his ass whooped at some point though. Like it's not going to be. I don't think it's going to be a challenge. Yeah, he's not well rounded at all. He's just a striker, which. But he's is good. He's a damn good striker. <laughs> I yeah. won't give him that. Yep, which is good. He he got the dub, so he sh- he might crack that top fifteen now. Maybe. I can't. Um, I can't remember his name now. You can help me with this one. But one of the surprises, right, was Garbrandt. Yeah, and I can't remember who. who do you remember the name of the dude he lost to? I can't. No. I don't have it on top of my head. Damn it. Um, I'll look it up. But that being said, he went into that fight, and he looked clearly more like a monster, as in like size, wise, strength, whatever he cut down to for that way. It was a one thirty-five. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think it was 135. Um, but he looked like he gained it all back overnight, and he looked like the the monster in this. Oh, Kai Kara-France, right? Yeah. Yeah, the Kai France. Kai Kara-France. Yep. And, but the first thing I told you, I was like, something just weird about this. Anytime a guy drops that much weight to get down to this, this didn't sit very well with TJ Dillashaw when he cut that weight, too. When these other cats that are already this small are used to fighting there. Yeah. And it wasn't that close. Like Garbrandt looked strong. He did look strong. I mean, he connected on a few, but I don't know. It felt like he exes in the first round. Yeah. On punches. There were some tweets that came out too that nailed it on the head that uh, Cody's chin is gone, man. It's just, it takes nothing to knock him out, knock him down. Um, Oh yeah. He got stunned. Unfortunately, I think he is becoming, and I love Cowboy, but he's becoming that Cowboy-type fighter where he's going to be a stepping stone. For um, guys, yep. God, it, and it sucks because Cody's good, but that you just once, you, once the chin's gone, man, that's a wrap. Yep. But nice measuring. That's what it'll end up being, unfortunately, is a measuring stick. Yeah. I think for, for here on out. Uh, I'll touch on one other quick, and that was Dominic Cruz. He looked pretty impressive actually coming back. Yeah, dude. Cruz looked fucking great. Uh, he got diced up in that first round. He almost got knocked out, but he was able to come back and fuck old boy up the rest of the fight. It was it was really awesome to see. Um, I Cruz fights really – he's a weird, like, mix. He doesn't – you think you're going to guess correct, and he's going to come at you a certain way, and he comes from the other side, like – He's just so unique, fun to watch. Uh, he kicked ass. It was it was really cool. That was early on, so yep. nice no entertainment way. early. And let's see what we got. So we hit touch on that. Now this one, you read up a little bit about this for this particular seg or this particular news story. Yeah, Max Verstappen wins the 2021 F1 uh, title. Over Lewis Hamilton in a controversial Abu Dhabi win, uh, which which prevented Lewis Hamilton from getting his eighth straight. Want to go yeah. ahead and say what that controversy was? Yeah. Uh, so there even was. If you have to paraphrase. Yeah. So there was an accident late in the race. Safety car had to come out, and basically, when the safety car's out there, they let people that have been lapped catch back up when the safety car's out there. Well. It got to the last lap of the race, and the safety car left. Um, I 
I'm assuming if you really think about it, it's probably because they didn't want to end the race with the safety car in kind of boring fashion. But technically, um, the what people are saying are the rules are the safety car should have let everybody catch up the that had been lapped, but they did not. There were still, I think, five cars that hadn't. But the safety car left, and that gave old boy the opportunity to ultimately get the victory. So a little bit of a kind of dicey territory sounds like, but regardless, I, I mean, that's the way I think you got to finish it, right? You you got to finish. You can't have the safety car leading through the fucking last lap, and that's how it finishes. Like, that yeah. sucks. So in my opinion, from an entertainment standpoint, they did the right thing. I don't know enough about the rules, though. By but. the technical rules, it probably wasn't, but right. I'm with you on that. It's like... Of course, Hamilton's going to have a problem with it because especially when you're used to only winning. Right. Like I said he was going for his eighth straight. You're going to have a problem with it. You want to be technical with every part of the rules, especially when it's that tight. But realistically, as a fan um, of watching something, just watching a sport, you don't want to watch that come down like that. No. You know? Get on, get up, get going. You shouldn't have gave up the lead in the first place. 100%. Thank you. So... And that's what I got, sir. So, I don't know. We ready to go over some NFL scores? Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Uh, yeah, let's go over scores, and then we'll talk about how we did on our picks for the weekend. So, let's go through the scores first, though. Okay. Uh, we will touch off with, well, the Bears are up 23-14. to 14. You have 23? Uh, the, yeah. Yep, I have 23, Jakeem too. Grant, 97-yard touchdown. What the hell? Off a punt return. Okay. <laughs> Don't say you own the Bears, damn it. Yeah. All right. So that one's 23-14 earlier today, and it was by – I think it was by a boatload of field goals. I think they only had one touchdown. Uh, Browns win 24-22 against the Ravens. Um, Already touched on them losing their star quarterback early on in that game. Um, Mark Andrews did have 11 receptions for 115 yards and a touchdown, so – that Huntley looked like he had an eye for one guy. Yeah. Yeah, the Browns were really balanced in this game. I mean, they let Mayfield throw the ball 32 times, which isn't normal. He did have two tutties, which he just kind of pieced up that secondary. Um, and Lamar obviously got hurt. So, But I think, didn't Baltimore kind of come back too? I think Cleveland was up by a little bit. Yeah, so Baltimore, so. Baltimore scored 13 in the fourth. Yeah. Yep. So kind of a chase from behind. Didn't quite get there, though. Hell of a division game, though. Eight and five, seven and six. Browns trying to make a run. Trying. Cincinnati is also, I believe, after today, too, seven and six. So it's very tight right up in that division. Yes, it is. Uh, the Titans win 20 to zero against the Jaguars. Um, nothing too impressive from the Titans, actually. But uh, I guess the news here would be my, besides Urban Meyer will be my future Hall of Fame quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, through four interceptions. Yep. Uh, not a great game. No, <laughs> a, this would be an ugly game to watch. Honestly, yeah. there was, let's see, I'm kind of looking it up now. There was 263 yards of offense for the Titans and 192 yards of yeah. offense from the Jaguars. Just gross, man. Wow, that'd be disgusting to watch. I I tell you what. It, all right, Titans should have beat the Jags no matter what, okay? We can just say yep. that. If the Titans, like, they beat the Jags because they should have. If they can, if their defense can keep playing how they are and they can even eke out a couple more wins, 
and get King Henry back. Oh my goodness, man. So that's what I was going to bring up to you. I did notice that like I looked at their remaining schedule earlier this week. And their remaining schedule includes the Steelers, which we know how they look, right? Yeah. That, that is at the Steelers. I will say that, I guess. Uh, at home against the Niners, which you don't know what Niners team you're going to get, right? Yeah. Week to week. Then you have the Dolphins and Texans. Dolphins are playing well right now. They, I don't know they are. if they're that good, but they are playing well. But even if they go 2-2 two and two to finish this off, they're going to be 11-6, and six, and you get King Henry back before the – and you're going to be one of the top – what, one of the top four seeds, three seeds? Yeah, so they're going to be 11-6. and six. Let me look at something here. I want to see what the Colts have left. That's where it's going to be. The Colts have – ooh. All right, so the Colts – Interesting. I thought they already played them. They did not, huh? Oh, the Bucks is who I'm thinking. Of. Okay, so the Colts have the Patriots, the Cardinals, two tough games, but then they have the Raiders and Jags. So and they can go two and two also. Then they can. They're is man what, is what this hopefully safe bet would be. Yeah. So that the, would put them at nine wins. Is all. Uh, they'd have to. Uh, you'd almost have to believe the AFC is pretty tight. They almost, almost need to win one of those other two. Yeah, yeah. Either right? the Cards or the Patriots. Yep. I'd I, probably say. And this is not. Well, this is a funny conversation because you are a dick rider of the Patriots. I believe yeah. the Cardinals are the one of the best teams in football, and you do not. Yeah, we'll see what happens. So. I'm going to go ahead and bank on if they were to get another one of those wins, it would have to be the Patriots with the rookie quarterback. Where's that game at? It's in Indy. In Indy. Yeah. That would be their best bet. Where's that Cardinals one? At Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be a tough stretch. You should, in theory, have two wins there. Okay. So that puts you at nine. You want to at least get one more, though. So Yeah. God, that's a a little tougher than I thought. Yeah. Coming down the stretch here. Uh, the, the Chiefs make easy work of the Raiders, forty-eight to nine. Yeah, here's the crazy thing. I I knew they were going to beat up the Raiders. That was one of the picks that I had. They just own them this year, but their defense is stepping up. The last few games are playing well. We literally flushed them down the toilet like a month ago, and said they weren't going to make yeah. the playoffs. Right now, they they are fighting for the one seed in the AFC. Yeah. How, like, that is bonkers, man. <clears throat> now, where where I can tone down all these uh, chief riders, because that's what happens. Yeah. Is where, I, where I'm going to tone you down is if you've watched their defense, they are very, very dependent on the blitz to get pressure. Oh, 100% they are. And yeah. most of these quarterbacks they've been going against have been flustered by it. You went against the Cowboys team that had, like, no weapons besides, my, what, did they have Michael Gallup back, maybe? I think that was it, yeah. Um, You obviously faced the Raiders. There's another one up. Raiders twice, who are out, down to basically nobody. They have Hunter Renfro and Derek Carr. Denver. Uh, Denver, yep. which we know what they can and can't be, right, at this point. Yep. I'm just saying when they go and meet a... Let's see. Who Here's what they got left. They go at Chargers. Yep. They play in KC against the Steelers. 
They play at the Bengals, which I think the Bengals will be fighting for playoffs, so that will be a tougher game. Yep. Um, and then at the Broncos. So division game. It's they're going to win eleven games at least, right? Two and two finish it off. Yeah, and I mean, they, uh, but what I was getting at is when they get to the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. So who is right now? Who is the top seeds? That's what I was on the look up. Patriots and, the, and uh, Chiefs are the I think one and two. Patriots, Chiefs, Ravens, Titans, uh, Titans. Yep. I'm going to tell you now that that blitz game as your defense, and even Indy, if you want to slide them up in there, Chargers, that heavy blitz to carry your defense is not going to carry you in the playoffs. When you yeah. face experienced quarterbacks, they're going to chew you up and spit you out if that's what you're banking on. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I'm not, you know damn well, uh, I'm not riding the Chiefs, right? No, absolutely. I'm I, saying I'm their just, defense has played better, though. And, and they have. Today was like, I think they had... Four or five turnovers against the Raiders too. There was a terrible fumble real early in the game. Okay. There was there was just a lot of dumb shit that happened um, that ended up giving the Chiefs a big lead right away. I still am not looking super impressed at Mahomes. I guess my whole point in this is, and you and I have talked about this offline a little bit. Mm-hmm. Even though they didn't look great, they were eking out wins, and that's what's carried them to this point. Now the last few games they've they've scored some more points. They've beat some teams up, but I still am not – I don't feel like I did last year about them, right? Like, yep. um, it seems like the connection with Hill and with Kelsey isn't the same. It, it just isn't – defenses have adjusted, uh, but giving them their props, 9-4 uh, and four is a big deal. Hey, I didn't expect it. So. Hey, he did throw a touchdown pass to Josh Gordon finally. He did. It was specifically designed for Gordon too. Yeah, they're trying to. Yeah, they're trying to get him in involved because uh, they need him to. Barn burner happening. Green Bay Packers score a touchdown. It is twenty-four to twenty-one. Uh, Bears with forty-four seconds left in the first half. Whoo! Yeah. Whoever bet the over, baby, <laughs> you're looking pretty sharp right now. Shoot. Uh, let's see. Where were we then? Okay. The Saints handle business today against them lowly Jets. Uh, 30 to yeah. nine. Uh, Alvin Kamara came back 27 carries after missing what? Four weeks, five weeks, 27 carries, 120 yards and a toddy. Um, yeah, the, I had to, listen, dude, like I know the saints defense is pretty good, but Zach Wilson is just not the guy. 19 of 42. A four point eight average. Oh my god! A four point eight average. Yeah, just so even you, Dinkin and Duncan, still you were under fifty percent passing too. Yeah, and it's like I know they're down to what? What are they at now? Their third string running back, Michael P. Ryan. It looks like he was Zach Wilson was their leading rusher with thirty three yeah. yards. Yeah, exactly. And they, they had Ty Johnson, who I think was actually the starter, but I just Zach Wilson's not the guy, man. And I just feel which maybe if it was a better situation than the Jets. <sighs> He'd be all right, but I don't know if he's not using all of it. I don't know if uh, old boy was there, that uh, rookie wide receiver. I don't even know if he was in this game or not. But look, listen to the names that caught a pass today, and this is the reason why I'm not ready to sign off on Zach Wilson. Like, I'm listening. All right. Uh, as in, it's, to me, it looks like it's purely the Jets. Braxton Berrios. Do you know who the hell that is? Of course. No, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Ty Johnson, running back. Yep. 
T DJ Montgomery. Oh, is that your boy's little brother? I have no idea. I don't think so. Ryan Griffin, Keelan Cole, and that's the receiver that came from the Jaguars. Yeah, yeah. Cole's not terrible. He's not terrible, but he's like a third wide receiver, yeah, yeah. right? Uh, Jamison Crowder, by far the most distinguished out of this list, right? Yeah. Vince Vincent Smith had, and he didn't even get a reception. These are target. These last two are targets. Oh shit! Vincent Smith, Denzel Mims. Yeah. So can any quarterback go up there and do it? Is the next question. I you can do better than nineteen and forty two. You would think, but, but yeah, that's where I'm at. The Saints defense has been pretty good. Like it you is. guys keep you guys keep it been is. telling me all year they've been it pretty is. solid, right? Good. Yeah. And then you have that to throw to. Yeah, it, just every game. I don't think I can think of one game this year where you're like, okay, yeah, okay, I know. yeah, I got that's you. that's more where my head's at. It's like, I know, but I'm just saying, it could it be there I if he had a, uh, another weapon or two. Not even a mass amount of weapons, just something. Something, yeah. That's all I'm getting at. I'm like, I would, I, I would uh, put it to bed easily if he had something to throw to. Yeah, I get you. Um, like I said, Saints thirty to nine in that. Uh, Taysom Hill had eleven carries for seventy three yards and two touchdowns himself. Yes, sir. Had a nice little parlay on that. Won me a hundo. Yeah, that didn't hurt your feelings, did yeah, it? Yeah, I'll take it. Uh, Taysom Hill also only had 175 yards passing, too, so there's that. That's not bad for him. 175 is probably yeah, it's about bad. par, right? But what is that, about two, almost almost 250 in total offense? Yeah. That isn't horrible, I guess. Yeah. It just kills, like, receptions. That, like, you don't want any one of the receivers. That's for damn certain. Yep. For the Saints. Um, 100%. Where else was I? Uh, Cowboys barely equal by. They almost 20, came back. Man. They did. 27-20. Dak Prescott, 211, 211 yards a touchdown. Zeke Elliott with a mediocre 45 yards rushing. Uh, Taylor Heineke did get benched in this game, by the way. I don't know if you know that. Uh, he was playing rough at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. And uh, their backup came in. It was that Brandon Allen or whatever. But Cowboys offense wasn't looking good either. No, Dak doesn't look great. Um, I don't know. I, I'll be the first one to say I early the season after they played Tampa, they went on a run. I'm like, okay, Dallas looks like they're for real. I'm not feeling the same, man. It, I'm not. Are you, so you're not sold on this being a legit nine and four record then? No. As in like, no. you feel like they're a nine and four team. No, I, I mean, I feel like in that division, are they still the best team? Probably, but yep. not by a lot anymore. No. Um, I'm thinking early I playoff still, exit. I still believe this Washington football team would be even better if they had Ryan Fitzpatrick. thousand percent. God. Yeah. Uh, Terry McLaurin exited this game with a concussion. He had zero, zero receptions and zero yards. Yep, I did see that. Um, Falcons get by the Panthers 29-21. It's kind of an ugly game, too, but Cordero Patterson just yeah. keeps doing him, right? 16 yeah. carries, 58 yards, and a touchdown. Falcons are surprisingly 6-7. and seven. Yeah. Yep, I I don't know. I don't know how they're doing that, but they're win where you can, shit. Yeah, taking a victory. I think it's actually just hurting them because it's taking that uh, draft pick down further and further. But Yeah. Uh, Broncos took care of business today, 38-10 to against the Lions. 
Melvin Gordon came back from injury. 24 carries, 111 yards, and two tutties. Let's go, kid. Yeah. I don't know if anyone started him in our fantasy, but, man. Uh, By the way, right now, the Vikings would be eight. Be eight, yep. Yeah, Washington, seven. Yeah. So. That uh, that game-winning field goal, which we're getting to by San Fran, or touchdown, I should say. Touchdown. Tutty, yeah. Um, hurt them there. Yeah. Because I think they would have – I'd have to look at their – conference record <clears throat> but almost needed a loss there there was nothing impressive in this game with the lions and broncos at all either i mean besides melvin gordon i should say yeah i mean uh for the lions like you're not a good team and it really hurts again your most talented guys out mm-hmm. and you you don't have goff doesn't have many people to throw to it's just Teddy, Teddy B, 179 and two touchdowns, just doing Teddy B type of stuff, I guess. Yeah, they ran it's the ball 40 times, I think, 39 39, times. yeah. <laughs> Damn. Javante, yeah, Javante had 73 yards and a touchdown, too. So they were both, both highly productive for fantasy. Yep. Which doesn't look like it was hurting much. That uh, Then we have the Chargers beat the Giants uh, 37, yeah, 37 to 21. Justin Herbert had 275 and three touchdowns. Um, Eckler had 67 on the ground and a touchdown. Uh, this Guyton, who had to step in because of all the wide receivers down for the Chargers due to COVID, what did he have? He had three three receptions for 87 yards and a touchdown. So you'll take that. Yeah, all day. You know. Uh, let's see what else we got. Looks like Niners 26 to 23 in overtime over the Bengals at the Bengals. Yeah. Now this game was not that close before the start of the fourth. The the score was 20 to 6. Yep. Bengals 14 unanswered points to take this to overtime. Now the 49ers in regulation did get within field goal range and Robbie Gold missed like a 47 yarder. I didn't see that one. Damn. Yeah. So, lucky for them. George Kittle, huge day. 13 receptions, 151 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah. The best tight end in the league. Yeah. Yeah. Win uh, healthy. No question. Best tight end in the league. And it, this game, though, I dude, he has up and down weeks, but Jamar Chase is so good. Yeah. He, he just He's so good, man. <laughs> he, he had uh, five receptions for 77 and two tutties this game. But that connection that him and Burrow have is fucking – it's so cool to watch. They're, if this year isn't the year, which I don't think it is, but they're going to be fun for the next decade, man. Oh, they together. have weapons everywhere, right? Yeah. Mixon, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, as you just so put it, uh, Taj Boyd, or is it Taj? Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd, yeah. Tyler Boyd is not that, uh, is not that old himself. I mean, they have weapons. Now we'll just get that offensive line around this cat. And protect them, and they could be they could be a legitimate threat for you know five. Why well, I say seven to ten years, they could be in that if they do this stuff right, and yeah. barring injuries, of course. Yeah, uh, Buccaneers pull one off too in overtime. Uh, we alluded to some of the records broke, but uh, the Bills came storming back in the fourth. They scored uh, seventeen points in the fourth to tie it up twenty-seven all. Uh, the Bills did have the ball first in the in overtime. Yep, and the Bucks got a clutch stop. They man, Allen was balling in that second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was tearing them up, but they did get a big stop, and ultimately they were able to get that big touchdown to win. 
But they were whooping that ass in the first half. It was rough. Yep. So it, you just saw the fight. The Bills showed that fight. It's just they've almost got to win out, you know, at this point. Yeah. Um, it's it's going to be tough for them. They've got to be more that consistent. AFC is really, really tight right now. So Yeah. Uh, Thomas Brady, 363 yards and two touchdowns. Like I said, alluded to the uh, walk-off touchdown pass. I do believe that went to Perryman. Perryman, yep. Yep. Um, but Leonard Fournette just found himself a little bit of something, you know, the last, what is that, four games now? Yeah, he's been playing really well. 19 carries, 113 yards and a touchdown. My guy, Chris Godwin, 10 receptions, 105 yards. Your guy, what did he end up with? Yeah, so he, he ended like up with a tutty. 91 yards? Yeah, I think I don't think he quite got 100, yeah. Let's, let's see. Mr. Mike Evans. Yeah, six receptions, 91, and a tutty. Yeah, yeah. We'll take that. Well, that's uh, that's. We didn't uh, Seattle. We didn't touch on Seattle, did we? Did I skip right over that. Yeah, they Must beat have. they beat up the Texans. Uh, I have to say, Russ is looking better. He is. But they were also able to run all over the damn place. Penny had a buck thirty-seven and two tutties. Yeah. Um, only sixteen carries. That's, so that's an impressive one, though. Still. Yeah. Davis Mills, thirty-three of forty-nine for three hundred and thirty-one yards, though. Yep. Yeah, he uh, stepped up. Seahawks secondary. is too little too late, though, correct? No, uh, yeah. I mean, five and eight, just a little late in the season, try to turn it around. but Yeah, I mean, I think Russ wants it to be respectable. He's a competitor, right? Oh, yeah. So he, he wants to win some games, even though he's going to be gone. This game wasn't quite like that entering the fourth, though. It was, what, 19 to 13 entering the fourth quarter. So Texans yep. were hanging around, hanging around, and then finally the door just got kicked in. So Yes, sir. And that's a wrap on the games, I do believe, there. Uh, we do have the Rams-Cardinals coming up tomorrow night. Big game. I Big need them game. Need them to take care of business, and you, they need to. You need the Rams, right? Yep. Yeah. Yes, sir. Here's an interesting stat for you. <coughs> Matthew Stafford has thrown for 3,600 yards, 36-11, and 30 touchdowns, right? Okay. On 292 completions. <laughs> Cooper Cup has 100 receptions, which is almost, what is that, a little more than a third of the completions. He has 1,366 yards, which is over which over a third of the passing yards. And 11 touchdowns, which is over a third. So a third of your quarterback's offense literally has went to one receiver, right? I thought that was crazy. Yeah, that is nuts. They have such a good connection. Well, I do not have. Do you have Chris? I don't know if Chris even jotted his down. Do you have? Do I you, don't. Do you have Chris's picks? No, I don't know where he puts them. Well, we can go over ours though. I yep. tell you what, on the upset side, I was dog shit this week. Upsets were rough, man. The Jets didn't cover. Washington didn't cover. The Giants didn't. I just need the Rams. I need to have safe face there. I need the Rams Ooh, to take care of business. So the Browns score, the Browns only won by two, right? Uh, yeah, 24-22. 20, yeah. I took the Ravens plus two and a half. Yep. So there's one. Uh, Washington football team did not. That was four and a half. I still have the Rams going in my upset picks for plus two. Um, I had the Seahawks minus eight and a half. That covered. Chargers, did that cover? What was the score? Did oh, yeah. 30-21? Yeah, Chargers covered. No, it was a push then. It was minus nine <clears throat> it was a, if it was 30-21. to 21. 
I thought they won. Let me look at that real quick. I just had it up. Damn it. Thir- oh, 37 21. Yeah. They covered. Yeah. Okay. They covered. And then I had the Bucks minus three and a half, so they covered too. Yep. So my only loss so far has been Washington. Hopefully the Rams uh, cover that too. Yeah. I know, I, th- I know for you that's what you want because the Cardinal hater that you are. Uh, I just want to call out that we both said the Rams should end up in the Super Bowl this year. So relax on that. <laughs> just because just cause you're liking the Cardinals. They're not the Patriots. Oh, technically, okay? technically I had uh, Navy, too. Oh, yeah, there you go. I forgot about that. So yeah. I'm, t- I'm retyping that. Navy, and that was plus six and a half. It don't matter if they won. Yep. They took Five. care of business. Let's and, go. Any other words of wisdom you got? or Let's roll into a little it makes sense if you don't think about it real quick, man. Let, let's, uh, let's hear what you got. Yeah, so here's an interesting story. Uh, in my younger years, okay. when I worked for a pretty big corporation um, in – the city of Des Moines, Iowa. Okay. And uh, so I was a, you know, how long had I been there? I don't know, six months, something like that. Maybe, <laughs> I don't even think I was there a year yet. Um, but we had this kind of town hall with a VP came in to talk and tell some stories and kind of motivate people and stuff like that. Okay. And I was already at the point where I was like, uh, they, they loved me because I did shit so much faster and all that stuff. Right? I was like, changing the way they did things there. Um, so my manager was a big fan. Um, but, uh, I was still like new to the whole corporate world. Right. So it was a little weird, but Mm -hmm. the VP was there and he was telling a story and I don't even know why he was telling this story, but, uh, he happened to bring up a story about how he was out and this girl, um, came up to him and noticed that he didn't have his wedding ring on. Right. And uh, he's like, oh, I forgot it. I'm, you know, blah, 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 married or whatever. And they talked for a little bit. And I don't even know how it was related to work at all. I don't even, I can't remember that. (laughs) But um, ultimately he got done with the story. And I think he was just kind of trying to use it as an icebreaker to get people to be like, oh, he's a normal person, right? Yeah. Um, Even though he was not, came in wearing this gold watch and everything. But Right, you're on a different level, son. It's okay. Um, at the end of it, he's like, okay, I'm going to open up the floor to questions, whatever. And this is like a guy that's like, you know, 25 levels above everybody in there. So nobody's willing to ask anything. They're like, oh, they're all nervous or whatever. And I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. Right. I'm like, Hey, I got one. And, uh, like, okay, yeah, go ahead. What do you got? So the story you were telling us, right. About that girl. I just went, did you get her number or no? (laughs) And, oh, my God, people were dying laughing. And he was like, oh, he chuckled a little bit. And he's like, no, no, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I'm just, like, trying to loosen up the mood because it was awkward (laughs) as hell, right? Right. And uh, so I leave, and he fucking immediately, my manager isn't there. So these other two managers come up to me, and they're like, hey, we got to go into this room here and talk to you. And I'm like, what the fuck? What? I'm like, all right, Ruh-roh. what are we doing? You know? And I go in there and it's these two managers, basically the, um, <clears throat> well, I don't know her title at the time, some type of, uh, head of whatever the hell, um, the business unit was that we were in. She didn't like the fact that I asked that question. So she basically told these two managers to come write me up. 
because I asked an inappropriate question. If I right? ask it, if you got, <laughs> bitch, you told the story, right? What, like what the fuck? And so I'm in there, and they're like, "All right, hey, we need you to sign this or whatever." And I'm like, "What am I? What am I signing?" And they're like, "Well, you shouldn't have, you know, you shouldn't ask that question or whatever." And I'm like, "He shouldn't have told the story, right? Are you writing yeah. him up, bring him in too." Yeah, I'm like, "Are bring you kidding in. me?" Yeah, we just need you to sign this. I'm like, I'm not signing it. I didn't do anything wrong. No, I'm not. Whatever that means, I'm not signing it, though. They're like, well, I, and of course, they didn't know what to say. Nobody says that. And I'm like, <laughs> can I go back to work? Like, what the fuck, you know? And uh, so I'm pissed. And ultimately, like, for I can't even remember how, but they got me to sign this fucking piece of paper. And I am fucking heated. And I'm just pissed. And, uh, my manager had actually come in a little bit later. Apparently, I think he was just late or something that day. But he came in, and I didn't know that. But I basically just logged off for the rest of the day. I was like, I got to go home. I can't stay now, you know. I fucking got shit to do. So I was like, I'm leaving. Call it sick, whatever. And so I started to walk out, and he chased me. And he swear to God, he's like, hey, because he just heard the story before he realized I was leaving. He's like, if you need to use me as a reference, just put my name down. <laughs> there you go. I'm, I'm but, just, I was so heated. Oh, yeah. I've gotten some shitty ass write-ups that uh, made no sense. But that one right there may, makes, makes sense, sense if you don't if think, you don't about, think it. about it. Man. I'm like, hold on a second. The dude that tells the story because he's wearing a gold watch and he's a VP is going to get called in right here. But you're going to write me up because I asked if he got her number. Yeah. The story he told. Exactly. What? Yeah, it was it was fucking out of control. I was these two people that aren't even my, I don't even know them that aren't even my manager come in and, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Am I going to jail? Like, I don't understand <laughs> what is going on right now. Oh, dude, the corporate world. You got to love it sometimes, though, right? Right. Well, next time you don't not you. Yeah, no, I would have had every bit of a problem with that. I'm like, no, no, no. I'll sign that. When you call the VP in and have him sign a write-up for telling the story then, too. Exactly. He's no different than me when it comes to this part of it. That's yep. for sure. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I achieved my goal. I loosened up the room, and then people started asking questions. That's all I was after. I was like, I'll fucking, I don't care. Like, right. Yeah, you know? It's not that bad. You, but, thought, you thought it was kind of an open door, right? Yeah. Well, you told the story. You shouldn't have told us that, you know? Right. I didn't ask if you banged her. Like, right. I just said, hey, did you get a number? Like, right. But, yeah. What do you do? Yeah, it's a crazy-ass world, man. Definitely makes sense if you don't think about it. What do you have, Mr. Jimmer, for words of wisdom for our beautiful listeners? This is one thing I did not think about before I did this. I don't know why it keeps shocking me every time. Um, you know what? I'm going to give something very serious, right? Very serious. Because I have thought about this more and more the last, especially year. You live once, people. You live one time in your whole life. You shouldn't be ta- you shouldn't be doing something that you don't like to do. At least to you may not be able to do exactly what you want to do. Like some people want to be professional football players, basketball players, stuff like that. You might not be able to do that, but you may have another passion that you want to try or do. Something that make you happy. You shouldn't be you shouldn't be unhappy where you're at. No matter what, because at the end of the day, the place that you're at isn't going to remember you. They're not going to. In fact, they're going to post your job a hell of a lot. uh, A hell of a lot sooner than you're even. I bet you it'll be posted before you're even in the ground. 
Yep. So the moral of the story is be happy. I mean, life is too short. I've had too many deaths in my um, immediate family, um, friends, all that in the last year or so. And the one piece I can actually kind of hope on and pray on is that they were happy when they went. They were doing something they wanted to do. I God, I hope that's the case. So uh, that's that's the moral of the story. Just do something you want to do. Don't sit here and fight something through and just because. Great words of wisdom. We put uh, we pride ourselves in putting our families first, and we've known a lot of people over the years who let their job affect the way they treat their family and how they interact with their family. Yeah. And it's the simple advice is get the fuck out of there then. Yeah. If it's There's always another job. Exactly. Yeah. And you take care of your family and, uh, that's yeah. Really good words. I, of mean, wisdom, I mean, this is a news break for you. They're not going to put a statue of you up outside of their building. I promise you that no matter where you're at. hundred percent. I mean, Carson Wentz couldn't get one. They put Nick Foles out. They out, put out there Nick instead. Foles. So, all I'm saying is don't live in agony just because. That's right. Follow your dream. That's right. Start a podcast. Yeah, you're goddamn you know? right. We've been talking about it forever, and it's been enjoyable, and it's only going to hopefully get better and better. So That's right, baby. So, Thanks to all you beautiful people who listen anyway. Yes. But, uh, yeah, that, that wraps it up, folks. Um, hopefully we'll have Rio back here on Wednesday, talk about some weekend shit. Um, it looks like the – NFL playoff picture might be starting to clear up, at least on the top ends. Um, but there's still more games to be played, so we'll see. Uh, podcast is available everywhere you find your podcast. Apple, Spotify, the whole nine yards. You. Facebook, we love that shit. Hit us, hit us up, <clears throat> seriously. You got to make sense if we don't think about it. We're more than willing to read it with or without names. Yeah. Whichever way you want it, don't care. If it... If it makes sense, if you don't think about it, we want it. We want it. We just love to tell stories and talk shit, man. That's uh, half the fun on this bad boy. But, again, thanks, everybody, for listening. This is Jimmer and Danny tonight. Fuck you, Rio. Yeah. This is 3 Gig Sports. We out. No hindsight discussions. I've been writing. I love it.